Hi, I'm Heather, and I teach women all about finding joy in the life you live, experiencing the Holy Spirit's powerful transformation in your marriage, and gaining the support of sisters in Christ, women just like you, to encourage you along the way. I made the Marriage Grace with Heather podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies that are fully rooted in scripture, psychology, stories, and inspiration to help you and your marriage blossom. If you're a woman of Christ seeking a happy, loving, sacred marriage, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hi there, Heather here. Welcome to the Marriage Grace with Heather podcast. I know that you want to deepen the intimacy in your marriage, but the problem is you're not exactly sure how to go about that, especially with the busyness of life. If that's you, I'm so glad that you're tuning in because today I'm talking about three simple ways to increase intimacy in your marriage. More often than not, life gets in the way of your marriage, especially when you have kids. When life is about getting kids to school, powering through work, juggling the extracurricular activities, going to church, enjoying hobbies, and spending free time with family and friends, we often put our spouse last out of sheer exhaustion for managing our day-to-day lives. Life can be busy. It's for this reason that the first simple way to increase intimacy is actually spending quality time with your spouse by scheduling it. You cannot expect to have an intimate, joyful marriage with full shared connection without spending time together. I know scheduling doesn't sound romantic, but maybe you've noticed that if something isn't scheduled, even if it's a priority, it doesn't happen. And that could very well be what's happening in your marriage. You both are full of good intentions to spend time together, but for one reason or another, that time just doesn't happen. Or it happens in moments that lend itself, that don't lend itself well to quality time. There was a time in my marriage where our version of spending time together was watching a TV show or a movie on a Friday or Saturday night and nothing else beyond that, week after week. After a long, busy week of juggling two full-time jobs and a toddler, all we really wanted to do was relax and take a break. What we actually needed was quality time together where we were actually communicating and enjoying each other. And it needed to be scheduled so that we didn't just resort to a Friday after our son went to bed and when we were sure to be exhausted every time. Spending time together is meant to be time that you connect by engaging with each other. This means the TV is off. And this quality time together should be at least once per week. Once per week where you can continue to date each other, joke, flirt, laugh, talk about life, thoughts, fears, dreams, and all the things that you otherwise wouldn't have had the space to connect with each other about. So this could mean finding a babysitter and planning a dinner out once per week. Or as it could be as simple as doing something fun at home. For our at-home date nights, this is usually either making a cocktail or a mocktail if you're like me and and pregnant with your next bundle of joy, Uh, turning on some music, relaxing together in the jacuzzi, or playing a game. Our favorites for at-home games are Beehive, Bananagrams, a puzzle, a date in a box, which is usually a mystery case that you can solve together. And we really love one called 
we're not really strangers, which is a fun question and answer game where you have the chance to learn more about your spouse that you didn't know. It's really easy to pick up any of these games at Target. And it's fun to know that after so many years together, there's still so much more to learn about each other. In Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5, it says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. When we apply this verse to our marriage, we surely want our marriage to profit, which means we need to be diligent to plan. If we operate our marriages in haste and do not create a habit of scheduling quality time together, this haste will lead to loss of intimacy or, in this uh, verse, poverty of intimacy. So the first way to increase intimacy is to schedule weekly time together. So now let's talk about the second way to increase intimacy. The second way to increase intimacy is to plan new experiences together. When you date, there are so many new experiences that you can have together, and it's part of what makes dating so exciting. So it's important to keep that excitement and momentum alive, even when you're married for many years or have kids. Planning a new experience doesn't have to be extravagant, but just something out of the ordinary. Something beyond what you plan for your scheduled dates each week. This could be in the form of taking a hike together, trying out a new fancy restaurant, going to a concert, taking a drive to a destination you've been wanting to go to, going bowling, uh, checking out a local museum or art show, renting CDs for the afternoon. I think you get the picture. Do something that gives you new experiences together, anywhere from once a month to every couple of months. Simply having fun together is one of the best ways to deepen your intimacy. The next new experience that we have planned for ourselves is a mini getaway. We're planning for three nights in Palm Springs together. I haven't been there since I was a kid, and my husband, being new to California, hasn't been to Palm Springs yet. So we're really excited about this trip and find it fun to have something to look forward to. So just having a new experience to look forward to and talk about creates anticipation and excitement in your relationship even leading up to it. Right now, a mini getaway with just the two of us is happening about once a year, but we certainly want to put in a bit more effort to plan for twice a year. Until that becomes a possibility for us, planning simple new experiences that we can do locally on a regular basis keeps that anticipation, fun, and excitement alive. Lastly, and the third simple way to increase intimacy is to check in with each other regularly. This should ideally be once a week, so as to be sure that no new issues have time to fester and get bigger and grow. This shouldn't be the same time as your date night or your new experience plans, but instead a time that you get together each week and check in with each other in your relationship. For us, Sunday night is a great time for us to check in after a busy week comes to a close. It's so crazy. We do check-ins in our jobs all the time with our bosses and our direct reports to continually optimize business relationships and processes. It's an accepted and expected way to do business that I use all the time in my work, but we rarely take the same practice into our own personal relationships. In a relationship check-in, it's very much a similar framework to what you may be familiar with at your office. 
You plan to discuss the previous week's wins, losses, and adjustments that you need to make in your relationship. Sometimes these can be easy conversation when everything is going well, and sometimes they can be more challenging when facing an issue in your relationship. But it's a forum that's set aside to do exactly that. The best way to start a check-in is to share a few things that you appreciated with each other, appreciated about each other during the previous week. And once you've done that and you focused on the positive, ask how you would rate your relationship on a scale of 1 to 10. This question really forces you to think about the things that are going well and the things that are not going well. It jumpstarts your ability to talk through the wins and losses in more detail from your week. The next question is to ask, what would it take to get to a 10? This is where you're both working on the same team to get to a 10 together. This is how you continually look forward in your relationship instead of dwelling on mistakes that were made in the past. This is how you together can overcome these hurdles and grow on a path of continual improvement together. Having this check-in each week helps you both feel heard and validated. It gives you a space and time to communicate your needs and wishes. And this means you're proactively problem-solving. It's so common for couples to have issues build up over time and then all of a sudden the issues become so large that one of you explodes. Since the issue has evolved and become so big, instead of coming from a place of understanding and intent to learn and openness to grow, it becomes an unhealthy conflict with finger pointing, blaming, potentially yelling, and loss of openness that's actually needed to make an improvement. At one time, we had the same unhealthy pattern in my marriage until we learned healthier patterns like this check-in. So with a weekly check-in, you're able to come from a place of understanding with an intent to learn and an openness to grow, which is the mindset truly needed to overcome any challenges that present themselves. It's a great process for staying on the same page and continually growing together. It puts you on the same team working toward getting to attend together. And as the Bible teaches us in Ephesians chapter 5, Jesus' relationship with the church is the same as a husband's relationship with his wife. Jesus shared his life with the church and showed us by example this practice of communing through sharing life's thoughts, fears, and concerns with the church and his disciples that he loved dearly. It's in the same way that Christ shared everything with the church and his disciples that we are to practice the same to protect our marriages and help them grow. So there you have it, friends. Three simple strategies to deepen intimacy in your relationship. One, schedule quality time on a weekly basis. Two, plan new experiences monthly to every couple of months. And three, check in with each other on a weekly basis. Once you make these three things a habit, the excitement and intimacy that you felt during the dating years and dating time will revive what may be lost in your marriage now. It's not uncommon for couples to say after marriage, we realize that we really don't know each other. So don't be the couple that doesn't prioritize quality time together with each other and loses touch with each other. Instead, be the couple that is diligent in planning and experiences a marriage of abundance. It's what Jesus wants for you and your marriage, and it's what I want for you too. Now is a better time than ever to start taking action on forming these healthy patterns and habits with your spouse. You'll be so glad that you did. Also, I wanted to let you know 
that to learn more about guidelines God has given us in the Bible for a successful marriage, I've just compiled a free resource for you that is outlining the seven basics every Christ-centered marriage needs to thrive in both enjoyable and difficult times. Everyone has those, those ups and downs. And these seven practices will show you how to create a strong marriage foundation, how to build each other up, and how to strengthen a lasting marriage, all the things that you need for marriage success. So download it today at marriagegrace.com slash seven basics. That's marriagegrace.com slash seven basics. Again, it's free for you. All right, friends, I can't wait to see you next week. Same time, same place. Looking to dig in deeper to have a happy, loving, sacred marriage? Visit marriagegrace.com for more resources and tune in every Thursday for new, simple, actionable strategies to help you and your marriage blossom. Thanks for joining me on Marriage Grace with Heather. See you next time and God bless.